Welcome back to Goodbye to All That. I am your host, Michael Ford, and we are looking back and saying goodbye to all of that in 2021. Uh, hopefully, we are leaving uh, many, many things in the past and moving forward into a bright and prosperous future. I am joined this episode by Carlos from the Hey, Do You Remember podcast. Carlos, say what's up. Hey, what's up, buddy? Glad to be uh, here. Thank you for having me. Yes, Carlos is joining us for our year in review podcast. We're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we normally deep dive in on one show, but we're going to shallow dive on 21 shows. Yes, we're doing the uh, top 21 of 2021. And uh, it's going to be fun because a lot of these shows I have not seen. So this is, you know, and I haven't asked Carlos how many shows he's seen. So there could be a whole lot of discussion about, hey, maybe we should watch this. What do you think? <laughs> so it, it'll be fun for you, the listeners. So if you you know, don't feel intimidated. If there's a show that we discuss, we're going to, we're going to try to remain as spoilers free as we can. Um, as we can, we'll warn you if we decide to dive into some spoilers, which would mean that we've both seen the show, um, which who knows how, who knows how many that those might be, but you, the listener, you can play along with us. Feel free to comment, feel free to uh, write in, and uh, respond to us on the various podcasting platforms and let us know how many of the top 21 you've seen and which ones you recommend. I guess we should just start, right? Dive right in with Let's 21. Oh, just so you guys know, I am blatantly stealing the top 21 from our buddy, Alan Seppenwall from <laughs> Rolling Stone. Um, he tends to align with a lot of my tastes, not completely, but you know, very often. So um, he only did a top 20. So uh, I, I did a little bit of listener's choice on, on 21. Um, I, I was going to pick a different show, but I decided against it because of how uh, poorly it was received. So I'll, I'll call this honorable mention, and that would be Why the Last Man. It was definitely a show that I was very much looking forward to seeing as someone who has not read the graphic novel, but had oh. heard such great things about the novel, I wanted to go in, you know, as cleanly as possible, not reading it. And, you know, I, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I, a lot of the criticisms were valid, but I was interested in seeing where the story story went. Did you, did you finish the season? No, I, I absolutely, as soon as I found out it wasn't getting picked up, it's like, Oh, mm. on to, on to the next thing. Cause the, the worst is when a show leaves off on a cliffhanger and you know, it's never going anywhere. So, and I did read, I, I read at least the first volume of the graphic novel and it just, I had followed the production hell that was why the last man, the TV series for, and, and also movies at one point, it was supposed mm -hmm. to be movies. Um, and so it was really looking forward to this because it's a ready-made content it's very similar to like the way the walking dead mm -hmm. could have been you know it could have been something like that an ip that lasted 10 years right um, right and it felt that way it, it, it honestly and maybe it was just probably a criticism of the show that it felt like a show that thought it already had been picked <laughs> up for multiple seasons for the pay you know from a pacing perspective um and 
you know, I, I'm gonna be very curious to go back and and now that I've seen the show, uh, go back and read the graphic novels and see where they deviate. I definitely know that you know, obviously, this was written maybe in like the '90s or maybe early 2000s. Late '90s, um, early 2000s for sure. Yeah. yeah so so our, our conceptions of gender have definitely evolved since then. Yes. And I can imagine that that was a challenge for the show in terms of remaining resonant in our in our times and i don't know if that that worked for everyone i was i gave it i gave it a, a good amount of space but i i definitely understand that for people who huge huge fans of the novel they uh would disappoint it well i it just was such a because of the updated gender politics um the this specific ip lent itself to some really interesting interrogation but we're, we're never really going to see that come to fruition i guess yeah and i guess this is a good enough uh reason to transition into our top tw- our 21st show which uh i guess avoided those kinds of pacing issues by virtue of being a one and done uh one season you know hit it hard hit it fast and you know hit it good and that's mayor of east town ah wow. did you did you happen to see mayor of east town i feel like i've seen it based just on memes and snl <laughs> parody uh but no i i actually i haven't caught it neither have i neither have i i missed the window when everyone was talking about it and everyone was watching it and i never got on board but i i think i think that's going to go on the list especially because it's a one season thing and i think it's only i think it was only about 9 or 10 episodes so mm-hmm. it's, it's it's the type of thing that i might be able to you know part 1 binge part 2 binge you know i'm i am a big fan of kate winslet mm-hmm. um, i do like i do like mid atlantic accents um, <laughs> you know I, I I managed to remain spoil, unspoiled about like who who committed the murder, so you know I can I can still watch it from a mystery standpoint. Right. So yeah, I mean I'll put it I'll put it on a on a scale. Let's let's do a five point scale of uh, how likely it is that you're actually going to watch this. And I'm gonna I'll put that at I'll put it at a, at a clean three. Um, I would have it at a four. I'm definitely going to watch this. Like All it's right. just, it's just a matter of catching me on the right rainy weekend. I feel you. Yeah, similar. But I mean, I also think that given that this is only 21 and we've got quite a few that I haven't <laughs> seen, I'm gonna, I may knock out some of those other ones before I get to Mayor of Easttown. That brings us to 20 which is another show that was very well received and is also from the HBO family. Mm. That is a, a show called Hacks. Uh, did you, have you seen Hacks? I feel like this just kind of came out of nowhere and I have not seen this, but like I keep seeing the banner for it and going, mm-hmm. what is this? I don't know what this is. And I've not heard well, of this. Well, I will quickly give you uh, a, a minor synopsis, an aging stand-up comedy legend played by Jean Smart, fearing her own cultural relevance reluctantly teams up with an unemployable young comedy writer, Hannah Einbinder, to see if she can reinvent herself after decades of telling the same jokes. So I, I like Jean Smart. I loved her in, in Legion. And, um, you know, if it's not too many episodes, I don't know if there's if there's going to be a season two, but Hacks is definitely on my list. Um, I love stand-up comedy dramedies. 
if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, things about the stand-up comedy profession. So yeah, this this will go on my list. I'll also give this a four. Yeah, I'm going to give this a four as well. And um, we'll move on to 19, which is a Pen15 uh, show that has, I think was canceled, but I think this is on their third, I think they were in their third season. Um, have you watched Pen15? I've seen very little. And it was because of actually my, my co-hosts on Haiti Remember. They both highly recommended it. And it is, it's, it's kind of insane that these, that these two women are not teenagers. Like you forget that they're not actually, um, whatever, 13, 14 years old. Like they, mm-hmm. they encapt, like it, it really is kind of the way that like Big Mouth kind of captures a certain, right? like, oh, that is how weird everything felt. That is how, you know, <laughs> Pen15 is very much in that in that uh wheelhouse i don't know yeah. if it was canceled though or if they they ended on their own terms i'm not sure oh yeah it might have been i mean i i think i just saw it as was not coming back for right, right. season. so typically you know when, when they say it in advance you know that you, you know for a fact that they went out on their own terms right but when they say it afterwards you're like mm, was this like one of those <laughs> we're breaking up mutually <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, I probably not looking as forward to it as the as the as hacks. But I'll I'll give it a solid three. I think I will watch it eventually. Yeah, um, three is three is. I will definitely go back and revisit the whole thing. Well, that brings us to the first thing that we we know for a fact we both have watched, <laughs> and that is Loki, ah. the Disney Plus series, uh, which explores the how do we explain the the continuing adventures of a character who died uh two movies ago but uh lived on through the power of time travel the the continuing adventures of a of a version of a character who died two movies ago but is also alive 10 years ago yeah the the adventures yeah right the adventures of 10 years ago's version of a character that we saw die two years ago. Right. Yes. That 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 feels right. That feels yeah. right. <laughs> so uh, you know, before variants took on a to- totally different meaning. Uh, yeah. Marvel yeah. had <laughs> Marvel had about a month. <laughs> Marvel had about a month of the, the maximized top thing that would come up when you Googled variant. <laughs> For real. Now I just For want real. No, I just want that jacket. <laughs> I saw a guy wearing that jacket the other day, the TVA jacket that says variant on the back. I'm like, that just that just does not mean what it used to mean. <laughs> you're right. There was like a solid four weeks where it was like, I'm a variant. You're a variant. Now it's like, get your variant away from me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. But yes, uh, if you love time travel and alternate universes and uh, sibling self quasi um you know doppelganger sex or right. romance doppelganger romance. romance yeah let's romance. call it document doppelganger romance um it might be the show for you um if you you know had been lulled into a false sense of marvel will never do a major villain reveal on its television series um i'm not going to spoil anything but uh, you <laughs> might you might be you might be surprised at, at what this- they do this is the one series of all of their 2021 selection that feels the most necessary for watching the films. 
it feels like at least like you're not going to totally understand what's going on unless you've seen Loki. Yes and no, right? Because of one course. might yeah. think one might think that based on you know vague spoilers for what's happening in Marvel right now, um, you know, with all the multiverse and um, alternate universes that is that have come into play in the in both current movies and movies that are to come you would think that there would be some sort of storyline loop back to Loki. There's going to have to be. Yeah. But, but, but so far we haven't seen it. Right. And, you know, it might be one of those deals where there's a way that you could understand Loki as it all having happened in the background of the movies where, where no one in the movie universe is actually aware of all these machinations yeah that's true i guess this is the yeah it introduces a concept of the multiverse but it does i guess so far it does not appear that it's necessary to access the multiverse right like yeah yeah you don't need to know where it came from i guess for it to be a thing right especially if we think about it i mean it technically took place in 2012 Yes. Uh, I mean, we can get into it. Technically, <laughs> technically, it took place at the end of time, after time, before time, through time. Uh, let's move on <laughs> before my head explodes. I guess I'm just saying that a whole bunch of things happened in the mainline Marvel universe um, that also happened before, during after sort of you know it's timey-wimey yes. as they say on doctor timey-wimey it's timey-wimey but um yeah it, it doesn't exactly take place in our present right. day but um so it, i think that they have a lot of room uh low-key not being a one-and-done show uh, right. there is a, a confirmed season two they still have a lot of room to play around where without having to touch on to the events of the modern mcu movies Correct. Yeah, I would agree with that. So that's why I'm very, you know, that's why I'm dubious about whether we'll actually get any TVA or or low key characters um, in the in the films yet. If the, if there's still a narrative for the show to spin out. Yeah, beyond a cameo or something, I. Yeah, if it, if it would be kind of a, an Easter egg, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, any other any other thoughts? I mean, we had a whole podcast series, uh, right. you know, shameless plug to the Variant Cast uh, on the Racial Draft Podcast Network. Maybe Again, there's got to be a podcast called the Variant Cast. It's just COVID updates. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got in there early. Yeah, we got in there early. Uh, but but yeah, so we had our our, our deep dive thoughts on Loki. Uh, were and I think we also did an episode of um, Goodbye to All That on Loki, if I recall correctly. We just we just kicked around a bunch of bunch of theories. So mm. um, you can you can uh, scroll back to some of the previous episodes and and get our deeper thoughts on Loki. But let's move on to another show, which technically I have seen, but I have not seen this version of oh. the show, and that would be In Treatment. Um, the HBO series, mm-hmm. the uh, reboot of the Gabriel Byrne series. Did you watch uh, either the original or the new one? I haven't seen the new one, 
but I loved the original. As did I. As yeah. Did I. So, so I'm going to probably give this one a four. Um, yeah. You know, I am a fan of Uzo Aduba. Um, Uzo Aduba, sorry. And you know, I haven't seen her on anything since Orange Is the New Black. So it, now's a good time to to dive on in and see what she what she brings as as a psychiatrist in in, in treatment. And if it's the, if it's matching the quality of the original like that hbo used to do some really crazy like mm-hmm. experimental stuff and that was really like a great show i agree uh we'll move on to a nut this one this one might get a five um i really feel bad that i haven't seen it um one you know if i may give my excuse for having not <laughs> seen it it has to do with the fact that i do not own this streaming platform and ah. that streaming platform would be called peacock uh-huh. And the show in question is called We Are Lady Parts. I've heard nothing but good stuff about this show. And oh, I'm sorry, I didn't ask you what your number was for in treatment. Uh, it's a four. four. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a yeah. four. Yeah. But uh, We Are Lady Parts, for the benefit of the listeners, I will go ahead and read a um, you know synopsis. It is the all-female, all-Muslim punk band based in London struggling to be taken seriously and to convince a guitar virtuoso with crippling stage fright to help them take their sound to the next level. You know, who doesn't love a band? Who doesn't love a band show? Who doesn't love a show about a marginalized uh, community in an, in London, no less? You know, I'm all for the Britishisms. You know, I'm not gonna regale you with my British accent right now, but you know, you you can imagine, you can imagine, just just think about, think about your, your favorite, your favorite episodes of uh, EastEnders. And, and that's just me. You wouldn't even be able to tell the difference, honestly. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. I, it's like I'm there. Exactly. Um, now, what about you? Have you heard anything about We Are Later Parts? I've heard good things about it. But yeah, I'm the same way with Peacock, where I, I actually don't even like to engage with it anymore. Because um, like, for instance, I, I used to have a Comcast subscription that allowed me free access to premium Peacock. And I watched like the first season of Saved by the Bell and I thought it was pretty, actually pretty good for a revival. Um, and then I, I dropped my Comcast subscription and I kept a free version of Peacock and I was able to watch the first episode of season two of Saved by the Bell. And then they put the rest of it behind a paywall. And wow. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna, we're not gonna play these games, Peacock. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> abstain from the entire service now. One might say it's actually Paycock. <laughs> uh, uh, it might be a, a peacock tease, if you will. Nice, nice. <laughs> but whenever I decide to spring for Peacock, this will get a five. This will be the first thing I watch when I acquire Peacock um, sometime in 2022. Uh, uh, I'll you? watch Save by the Bell season two first and then... <laughs> I mean, I'm one episode in already. You're you're invested. Yeah, I'm invested. All right. So is that a four? Does that make it a four for you? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Another one. This one I've definitely seen, but I I, I would imagine you've seen it, but I'll I'll ask you now. A little show that you might know called Squid Game. Oh. Ever ever heard of it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I might have checked that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh i mean all kidding aside i think everyone has seen it at this point if you're like if you're an adult you've seen it at this point yeah i'm surprised it's actually at the 15 spot um you know when i saw it when i, when I looked at this list the first time i said wait is there 14 shows better than squid game <laughs> i don't know about that we might have to put that in a put that in a, in a competition situation and see which one's the last one standing you know like yeah <laughs> Might have to put put that put that cookie up to the light. See see how it see how it shakes out. You know, I haven't seen a show capture the zeitgeist like Squid Game, probably since Stranger Things. Like I I can't think of a new show, especially like not like mm-hmm. you know the last season of Game of Thrones was an event, right. but like or like yeah, or or like Breaking Bad or whatever those shows right gathered momentum. Right, Squid Game just seems like. It was around for maybe three or four weeks, and then all of a sudden it was everywhere. I right feel like it was less feel- time than that. I think it was like two weeks, maybe of, two. Yeah. You know, like two, like like it, it dropped. Like I saw a couple people talking about it, and then it exploded, and then it was like, "You better watch this show, or it's going to get spoiled for you." And it was timed perfectly so that, like, by the end of its like two month cycle, it was Halloween. And mm-hmm. everyone had a Squid Game costume, and then That's no right. one spoke about it again. I had a Squid Game costume. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yes, <laughs> I did. But um, look, there's a season two, and it, it's it sounds like he's talking with Netflix about a season three. Um, I, I mean, so. I will go so far as to say, like, I I would watch if you haven't seen Squid Game, watch this one season because it's the only chance you're going to get to have seen it as one standalone season. Once the other seasons come in, it mm-hmm. might cheapen the entire experience. So like, yeah. it's kind of a matrix situation. Like just go watch yeah. this one thing, let it be its one thing. And if they continue it and it's great, fine. If, if not, you know, like you can leave it and go, I remember when it was the one season. Yeah. I feel you, but um, when it, di- I mean, when it ended, I did kind of feel like I wanted more. Sure. I did. You know, I wanted to live in the Squid Game. No, I, not personally live in the Squid <laughs> Game universe, but from a viewer perspective, uh, live in the Squid Game universe. Sure. You know, there there are definitely mysteries to be solved, and and uh, backstories um, to to explore. I mean, I'll say that having watched a season of Squid Game and having watched all of the Hunger Games movies, I was I'm more invested uh, in Squid Game than I was after the first Hunger Games okay. movie. Sure, sure, sure. You know, so if they were able to squeeze out, they were able to squeeze out three and a half of those movies, then we should be able to get at least three and a half seasons of, of Squid Game. It, it is interesting though. Like it's it's that thing of like the, the situation being so compelling, right? Like mm-hmm. this is not quite the same thing, but like Hostel, for instance. Hostel was this thing 20 years ago that was like, oh my God, the the torture that goes on in this mm-hmm. in this dungeon. I don't know what happens in sequels, but like once you start expanding on the lore of it, it can sometimes cheapen the experience of what it was in the first place. Like the thing that got you in was not the lore. It was mm-hmm. the gore, honestly. Right. <laughs> but, but, I, but, we, but I think with Squid Game, you know, you have a situation where it kind of starts out with a convention 
and then it defies conventions and then it kind you know without spoiling it for too many listeners it does kind of come around mostly to the convention again yes one of the benefits of subsequent seasons is that it doesn't have to focus on on a main protagonist i mean a new i'm sorry i'll say a new protagonist that's mm-hmm. tied to the squid game you know obviously we're invested in um in our protagonist from this season mm-hmm. but we can get introduced to a whole new uh group of squid game players sure and not have an idea of like the car you know it won't be as um the scales won't be as tipped in terms of who is going to win the game right. so we could actually get hooked back into the who is going to win part of Squid Game while we're exploring the mythology of it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope the idea is big. Like it was always something I was scared of with like Breaking Bad where when when the secret would get just a little bit too big, I would wonder mm-hmm. like, oh, have we maybe jumped the shark? And Breaking Bad always had an answer. So yeah. I hope that the Squid Game idea that it, that there was there is something in place where it isn't like, oh, mm-hmm. we should have kept it. Now, here's, a, here's my question. This is a question I'm going to leave you and the listeners with. If you had to choose between a new season with the same games that you already know or a whole new group of games. I think you have to go with a whole new group of games. Like, it has to be a new thing. Um because well because the games beca- themselves became iconic and so but that's a reason to, that that's a reason to redo the games though with different people yeah but once you've seen how to win those games like it it i think either Fair. either we Fair. need to see those games from a different angle mm-hmm. or um from a different perspective or we need to see new games and luckily, children play games all the time. And so there are, I'm sure, many children's games to choose from. Duck, duck, goose. Uh, no, for know. sure. For sure. I mean, I just think there'd be something to the fact that we're now ahead of the, the, the players. Yeah. And we can, we can start, start to be like, oh, I can't wait to see player X play this game. They think that they're doing this. Oh, it's not going to go the way you, you know what I mean? Like, right. And that's the different angle that you were talking about. I do think yeah. I do think it is. Um, it can be dangerous, a dangerous game to play, though, to be ahead of the characters that far. You know, mm-hmm. like ah, oh, just wait, wait till you get to blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, that's but, fair. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they could have like two or three repeat games, and then the rest are new games. Well, I think at the very least, the Squid Game has to come back. Well, (laughs) that appears to be, (laughs) I mean, that's the end. That's the, you know, that's the boss battle. But I mean, I I mean, as, as much as I, Oh, spoiler, spoilers. There's the one game, the one game that had that defies strategy. Um, Mm -hmm. that maybe if they shook up the order is what I'm saying. Maybe (laughs) what if you, what if you start with that game? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Gets a real slim pickings real fast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That would be a that would be a way to shake it up. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I'm just showing up for my what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I quit. I quit. 
Uh, no, I I'm intrigued by uh, by a season two, but I am wary of a season two. Oh yeah, we should definitely be wary of it. But um, yes, hopefully they paid that guy a whole um, what's his name a a whole um piggy bank full of of of, of, of wands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that brings us to uh, fourteen which is another show that I've been meaning to watch, but never gotten around to. And that is Dave from FXX, uh, star, starring uh, the rapper also known as Little Dicky. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Yes. I okay. Love well, this I is love a, Dave. Well, this is cool. This is your opportunity to, to uh, uh, both sell the listeners and sell me on Dave. Dave is a series that, um, I came to in the beginning of the pandemic, um, and I think everyone did. A lot of people found when they, everyone was looking for content in like, you know, April and May when there was nothing new coming out, a lot of people found Dave on FX. And it's a show that like, I, I'm a fan of Lil Dickies. Um, he's he's a mm-hmm. very funny, but also very talented rapper. Like he, he right. has all of the skills, um, but he's hilarious. And I expected the show to be a, a kind of a comedy, kind of in the, the vein of like a Louie or, or a Marin, something like that, where you're following the day in the life of this guy. And it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. This show is so much better than it has any business being. Like, okay. the, like season one, um, there's, a, there's a character, Dave's got uh, uh, his hype man is named Gata. That's his real life guy. Like you can mm-hmm. follow Gata on on, face, on Facebook, on Twitter and I do um and that they're boys for real and but on the show you know he's his hype man and there is an episode that is all about Gata's bipolar disorder and it is heart-wrenching like it's it's incredible television mm-hmm. um and a lot of people I think that it's like the turning point of season one where it goes from being a funny sitcom to like oh no we can get into some like real real stuff here and we're talking about real real things um, so season one was this beautiful, you know, like just project in and of itself. Season two comes out and personally, like, you know, it starts off a little sluggish because it was on such a high from season one, but by the end of it, like it was really saying something like it, it really is like, um, just like truly better than it has any reason to be like, you would not expect a show starring Lil Dicky to be this thoughtful um, this aware, this self-aware, um, and yeah, highly, highly recommend. And the rap right. is great. The, the, <laughs> the cameos are, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has got a cameo for like an entire episode. He's, it's so good. It's so good. Well, you've sold me and I'm going to give that a five. All right. All right. Next is a show that I don't know even a little bit about. <laughs> and this is uh, on Apple TV Plus, another uh, platform that I do not have. Uh, it is called Mythic Quest. Um, it is stars um, the team from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, mm-hmm. including Rob Mc- McElney. Is that how his name is pronounced? McElney? Sure. <laughs> McElney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know a thing about the show. Um, I will look, I will see what they have as far as synopses. Mm-hmm. It is a workplace comedy uh, about the tr- navigating the trickiness of being a woman in the male-dominated video game world. 
Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Mythic Quest on Apple TV. I'm a little uns. I mean, I love the the folks from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so I will probably watch it at some point. But it's going to be down on the list, especially because I, it, you know, I have to sign up for uh, Apple TV Plus. So I'm going to give that a two on my uh, five point scale. Not that I won't ever watch it, but you know, I got a lot of things to run through before that. Uh, yeah, for sure. I I don't have Apple TV Plus either, but honestly, this cast, like I'm looking at it right now, Danny Pudi from Community, Chicago mm-hmm. Boy, um, Shelley Hennig, who was in a series of like Netflix rom-coms that I'm addicted to. Um, <laughs> uh, F. Murray Abraham is on the show. Kristen yeah. Milioti, like this is a pretty sweet cast. Anthony Hopkins is listed. What? On the, on, yeah, on the credits. All right, he's, I'm going to pick it up to a three now. He's, yeah, he's probably in it for like 36 seconds, but you know. All right, three it is. Yeah, I'll 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 go with. Eh, I'll keep it at a two just because the likelihood that I'm getting Apple TV Plus is just. It's not very. Although I'm sure there are some other shows on this list that might push that. Now that I'm thinking about it. Well, that brings us to another show um, that I have not seen. This one is a, is totally different from some of the other shows that, that we talked about. And then it's, it is a historical drama, mm. a costume drama, a period piece. And it is about Catherine the Great. It mm-hmm. is called The Great. And it stars Elle Fanning. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> um, and I guess it's in the second season. Yes. Uh, have you seen any of The Great? I've seen season one. Okay. My wife is a sucker for period uh, pieces for costume dramas. Mm-hmm. And so she, she was into this and got to say like, this show is hilarious. It's very, very funny. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, um, Oh, Nicholas Holt is in this. Yes. I love and him. he's really good in it. Um, Did you see the favorite? I'm sorry to, to I um, haven't seen the favorite, but it, okay. but from what I understand, kind of similar where it's like, okay. um, yeah, it's got kind of modern sensibilities and, uh it, it is kind of point poking fun at the ridiculousness of the entire monarchical system um it, it's very good and also like the the drama is good drama but it is i'm saying it's very very funny okay i mean typically i go for i go up for costume dramas in the theaters mm. not so much on my television yeah. so this would be a this would be a, a big move for me to uh take up the you know, take up the mantle for the 18th century um, on my on my TV. But yeah, you know what? You, you know, if this was Dakota Fanning, I hate to compare them, the sisters, <laughs> but like if it was Dakota Fanning leading this, it would be, you know, a prestige drama. She's she's a very great actress, but Elle Fanning has a certain charm to her that actually kind of carries the show. Like she is, she's really good, really, really good in this role. Well, because I do have Hulu and I'm always looking for new things to watch, um, I will add that to my queue. So that'll be a four. All right. And uh, I assume it's going to be a five for you when you finally get back into it. Well, it'll be like a, I don't even need to put a number on it because my wife's going to watch it and I'll just be <laughs> near her. Uh, but let's put it at, I guess, a four. A four sounds good. Okay. Well, speaking of things that I have seen some of, but I'm not current on. That are that you also can find on Hulu. What we do in the shadows. Mm. Uh, have you watched the show? 
this is a huge blind spot for me. I've never oh. seen it. I haven't seen the movie either. Now but... I haven't seen the movie. I admit I haven't seen the movie. Okay. But luckily, normally I, I do the thing where I have to, you know, see things in order. But it, it it didn't feel like the kind of thing, based on, you know, based on ads. It didn't seem like you needed right. any advanced knowledge um, coming from the movie. Is so it set in the same universe as the movie? Or is it like a kind of Friday Night Lights TV show, Friday Night Lights movie kind of thing? You know, I haven't looked. Um, okay. You know, but I think I'm in, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of season two. Um, and I think this is season three or four. So, um, yeah. So, no, this is season three. So even better. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mm-hmm. that far behind. So I, that's, that's going to get a five for me because I, I love the show. I just don't always get a chance to to uh, see enough episodes to get current um i'll put it at a four because i i obviously haven't seen it and i've had chances so i will make it a five but it does like just following like twitter discourse it does appear that some of the best episodes of television the past few years have been on what we do in the shadows yeah it's a great show um and and there are so there's so many cool characters and cool like callbacks to like vampire lore and jokes about it it's 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 awesome um yeah so that's gonna get a five uh another this is another show that we have both seen little a little show you uh called wandavision (laughs) yeah i saw that and that's that's in the 10 spot um so right there right there halfway down the list and um, what can we say about WandaVision that we haven't also said on one of our other podcasts called, uh, what did we call that podcast back in the day? Um, oh man, what was that called? Did we have a name for it? No, yeah. we might not have had a name. We just called, we might've just called it WandaVision. Yeah, um, right. Uh, it was, so it was like Mephisto Watch 2020, <laughs> right. 2021. <laughs> um, but uh, other, yeah, other than the Mephisto Watch and the, uh, and the mutant watch and, and and all the other things. If we if you just look at the show, it was a it was a great initial foray of Marvel into uh, into the platform of uh, Disney Plus into mm-hmm. series integration with Marvel Studios. It took two characters that a lot of people didn't really give a hoot about, and it made you care about uh, a woman and her love for her toaster, and. <laughs> And I, for one, uh, am happy for it. We went through ups and downs of different sitcoms. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the accent came and went, yep. um, but they played it for plot. Uh, we were introduced to Tiana Paris's um, Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. almost instantly iconic. We were reintroduced to um, Darcy Lewis and her everything. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> For all of it. Exactly. Yes. Reintroduced to Agent Jimmy Woo and his car tricks. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a great, you know, especially after a year of not having anything Marvel. Yeah. Um, coming in, you know, coming in hot off of the off of Endgame, kind of getting us back into the swing of things with this kind of I mean, people people may have gone a little bit too far calling it lynchian you know but <laughs> but there was definitely a creepiness factor that you wouldn't expect in your average uh, mcu foray uh, the first three episodes of that show the show is eight episodes long if i'm not mistaken maybe nine i think it's eight um 
the first three episodes of the show are the weirdest thing Marvel's ever done. Like it's it's three television sitcoms from three different decades mm-hmm. um, and starring Wanda and Vision as Wanda and Vision. And the 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 and they play it. They play it completely straight. Like the first episode is like an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show. The second episode is like an episode of Bewitched. Like, the, you know, it, it's very earnest to those formats. The thing that is amazing about those first three episodes is there's also just this kind of lurking kind of weird creepiness what is going on here factor mm-hmm. that every once in a while seeps in even to, you know, to break the fourth wall. But you're just, you were just like, wait, what? Cause you don't have an explanation. You're just dropped in. You're like, what is happening here? And I, I likened it in its, when it first aired, I likened it to um, the adult swim used to have this run um, at Sunday nights uh, where they, they played like fake infomercials and one of them was a commercial for uh, some sort of like medication. And the side effects of the medication are like psychosis and <laughs> disassociative personality disorder, things like that. And the commercial keeps going. And what turns, it starts as a, as a medicine commercial and ends up being a horror movie. And that's what the first episode, the first two episodes really felt like WandaVision was going to be. And I was so excited. I was so excited for that. I think that um, WandaVision being the first MCU show almost works to its detriment because we hadn't yet been trained on how to watch a Marvel show. And so much of what we were doing back then was like looking at Easter eggs and thinking they were clues, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when we got to the finale, we're like, well, that didn't lead anywhere. Um, but all of it, you know, it's like, yeah, it wasn't supposed to, it was there to wink at you. Um, th- though that is to say that eventually the problem with WandaVision, um, is that it, it kind of becomes a more generic superhero story by the end of it, where it started off so weird, so off the beaten path by the end of it, it, it does just kind of devolve into laser fights, um, which, you know, it's, it's fine it's it's a better show than most shows but from where it started to where it got it there is definitely like for me personally there's a downward slope i mean i i don't 100 disagree with you but i still think that the uh, high point both in the show and in uh, pop culture is still got to be Agatha all along. I mean, Agatha all along. <laughs> like we were, we were jamming to that. Don't, don't let anyone tell you different. Yeah, you no, know, for real. Like tell your kids, tell your, tell your grandkids. Yeah, Agatha all along was our, was our shit for like <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> it was, it was absolutely. Catherine Hahn was amazing on WandaVision. She yes. was incredible. Yeah. And look, I mean, she parlayed that into a spinoff that we will be looking forward to that first trailer for. Um, will they remix Agatha along? They have to. They will. They have to. <laughs> will they do? Uh, will they do like the movie trailer thing where they slow? Will they? Will they, will they do the slow uh, minor key? Ver- children uh, singing Agatha. Uh, along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the show was so popular that 
apparently Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is just going to forgive her for everything that happened in that show. He, so. he's, no, he's going to show up bopping to Agatha all along <laughs> on his headphones. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, nah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, you, you gave us Agatha all along. All is forgiven. Besides, it's, it's Jersey. It's Jersey. Yeah, right, exactly. Everything is legal in New Jersey. <laughs> exactly. I, I live in New York. I don't give a shit about Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, I live in Chicago. If if WandaVision occurred in Indiana, I'd be like, yeah, I bet it did. In East that Chicago. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> what did oh. Wanda do in Gary? Oh, right. yeah. Oh, it's, it's rough. So you're saying you're saying she made it nicer. It's yeah, right. <laughs> Interesting. So what did you want for dinner then? Uh, I'm on to the next thing. Uh, and speaking of the next thing, that brings us to the number nine, which is another show that I've watched and actually podcast about, and that would be The White Lotus. Oh, uh, okay. Did you see The White Lotus? I have not seen The White Lotus. Oh, well, I will try not to spoil you, but it is a an exploration of privilege involving okay. white people at a an exclusive resort in Hawaii. Okay. Um, Sold. That's a five. Yeah, uh, it, it's... It was pretty short. I think it was about six episodes, you know, so it was a quick watch um, and great acting. Uh, got a little satire to it. I, I love the fact that it was such a flex that uh, Mike White, the guy who created the show, was basically like, oh, you guys need to shoot something COVID compliantly. Um, well, I'm going to, you know, me, the cast, the crew, we're going to go out to Hawaii and we're going to stay at this exclusive resort and then film at this exclusive resort and uh, deliver you a hit show in the process. So he got I mean, a- he, You know, he the resort COVID, is free. Yeah, he got a COVID vacation and delivered a hit show in the same quarantine. It's the Adam Sandler deal. Yeah. And no, I've got to go to Africa for this for reasons. Yeah. And I love the fact that his name is White. Uh, his name is Mike White. He's doing <laughs> a show called White Lotus and mm-hmm. examine, it examines whiteness. Um, it's, it's just white all the way down. And I, you know- for this moment, for 2021, White Lotus was was right there, right there in the zeitgeist. It's right up there with a guy named Webb directing Spider-Man movies. It's up yeah. there. I mean, there. unfortunately, he didn't live up to the name. <laughs> He's like, I thought I was perfect for it. <laughs> but uh, now number eight is something I haven't seen. It is a Netflix series uh, hmm. called Made. No. Are you familiar with this? I am familiar with this. And just as a Latinx man, I am resentful that the one show about a maid that takes off is about a white woman. Get I, out of here with that. I think that was one of the reasons I was resistant to watching it. Um, I was like, oh, so it's a show about a white woman who's, who's forced to live the life of a person of color and, oh, do, no. and do maid work. Oh, wow. But I, but apparently it's good. Um, I won't say I'll never know, but I am going to say that I'm giving it a two. Um, I have gonna, I'm going to run through a lot of other shows before I give Made a shot. Apologies to the Made heads out there. Get at me. Um, <laughs> what's, yeah, what's your number? I'm sorry. It's, it's going to be like a, a one. Uh, That's all right. I, I got a be- lot of content to get through before I ever get to Made. I feel that. I feel that. I might have to watch rewatch MTV's Made M A D E before <laughs> I watch Netflix Made. I got. I might watch uh, Made in America before I watch 
the Don King documentary. <laughs> Made in Manhattan, I might watch. Yes. Definitely going to watch a couple, a uh, couple times going to watch I Got It Made by, uh, what's his name, by Special Ed. Dinner, dinner. <laughs> uh, we talked earlier about white privilege and who better than the number seven show, which should be higher in my opinion. My personal number one show, the, the most scandalous white people on television right now, the Roy's uh, Succession. Are you a Succession head? I love Succession. Okay. Uh, sometimes I, I question my my character for loving Succession <laughs> like I do. Um, it's it's just hypnotic. It's so it's so much yeah. fun to watch. I agree. So, I mean, there's, there's so much to be said about succession. We could do a whole podcast about it. And so we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, if you haven't seen succession, watch succession, love succession, come on back. Um, first of all, that theme song is going to be in your head. Um, have you ever heard the push a T version of the, theme I was song? just about to say, when do we get like Nas <laughs> dropping a verse on the succession? Theme oh no, push a T already did it. Push so a T of course. Yeah, it's so, such uh, a good theme song. The music, music's exquisite, like throughout the oh, entire series. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it and they, you can tell they put serious money into this show. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say this about Succession. Like, if you've never seen it, like every episode of Succession unto itself is a great, like, short film. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, especially, I felt like this season. I felt like COVID really kind of hampered this season, even though the season was ultimately successful um sometimes it can feel like they're just retreading the same kind of stories over and over again but by the end of the season you're like no there was definitely a progression even right. though it just kind of felt like every week they're just re-scrambling the chairs on the on the titanic you know <laughs> but what i like about it is that you know and this i think this came up on some of the other podcasts that i listened to about it they're supposed to be family members yeah. And, and, you know, I, those of you who have siblings and cousins and people, you know, who you regularly interact with, a lot of your interactions are remixes of the okay. same dynamics that you've had over the course of your lives. Sure. You know, it, it might be a different catalyst, um, but, you know, people come in with their own energy and they come in with their own baggage vis-a-vis the other family members. And it takes a lot to break those to break those routines and I it think- is also a study on um emotional abuse and mm-hmm. and like the victims of emotional you, i'm sure everyone knows someone is like why do you keep going back to that like why mm-hmm. do you why do you keep talking to your mother why do you keep going back to your boyfriend or whatever like they they are emotionally abusive and it is like very much that of you know you're watching these these grown children of a of a of a tycoon and they've been battered their whole lives and they just keep coming back to them. Like at what point do you cut those ties? Yeah. And it's like, and like you said, I mean, they're, they're grown children, but they're the grown part. Yeah. Right. Not not always. Right. You know, you could totally see, like, I would, I mean, maybe not like a full episode, but I would love a major flashback. Yes. Of like them as kids. Well, even the opening credits is like a hint at it. Mm-hmm. You see like what looks like video footage of 
the worst childhood ever <laughs> the worst and yet most privileged childhood of all time like i yeah i do want to see a whole episode of that yeah so if, i mean but that, of course they'd have to find they'd have to find a child actor as good and as menacing as jenner Jeremy strong um and, yeah <laughs> and and immediately send that child to therapy after <laughs> after playing young um what's the name young kendall yeah yeah <laughs> And uh, ironically, I think Kieran Culkin could just play himself as a child. Like, Aww. He's, Aww. he's, he's not, he's so boyish. <laughs> shout he's out so to great. the short, shout out to the short King, uh, Kieran, <laughs> Kieran Culkin. He's, he is fantastic. I think for the first season, I think I said like, I'm watching Succession. It's great. Kieran Culkin is doing an amazing Robert Downey Jr. impression. And, and I still kind of feel like he's channeling his, his RDJ, but he is exceptional, yeah. especially in this season, this last season, oh. exceptional on the show. He's such yeah, a great actor. And I wouldn't, I, I would never have expected it. No? Yeah. So yeah, succession singing the praises. Um, we're going to go into some, something from succession, something we both have seen and loved to something that I probably should have seen, but I have not. And that is uh, also an HBO max. Uh, it's a sin. Uh, it is, in many ways, the opposite of succession because it's about the 1980s uh, AIDS crisis uh, and uh, and the sad stories that that tie into that about a group of uh, people in the LGBT community that were ravaged by by the d- disease and but yet still hopeful. Um, it takes place in London. It's I think uh, created by Russell Davies, who I believe did Queer as Folk. Um, I've heard amazing things about the about it's a sin i haven't checked it out i guess it's a mini series more so than a than a full full-on series um i haven't seen it thus thus far but i do want to see it i will go ahead and give that a three yeah i've never heard of this this sounds great um i'll give it a three until i see a trailer in which it'll probably go to four (laughs) all right but yeah that sounds that sounds great honestly the next one, which is now we're up to number five. This one is, this one's interesting. It's based on a book. It stars our girl, Mackenzie Davis, who you might know from, um, oh man, I'm forgetting the name of the show. Um, Halt and Catch Fire. Halt and Catch Fire, thank you. Yeah. You might also know her from San Bernard, um, San Bernardino, um, San Junipero episode <laughs> of, of Black Mirror and the uh, somewhat poorly well-received Terminator movie, which I thought was pretty good. Mm. But um, I'm a fan of Mackenzie Davis. This is a show about a post-apocalyptic, uh, post-viral pandemic world. Mm. And uh, it focuses on an actress who travels the post-apocalyptic world doing plays. It is a show called Station Eleven. Is that what that show is about? I had no idea. I didn't know what it was about either. (laughs) (laughs) That was something I was like, it was an automatic three just based on the podcasts I listen to that are raving about it. But wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I will I'll give it a three. I've seen nothing, literally nothing about it. I've known the name of I've seen her face. 
uh, and Station Eleven together, and I've and that was about it. Yeah, right. So wow, okay. So yeah, Station Eleven. There you go. The three. Interesting. Uh, number four, I have seen. It was it was at the time when I watched it. I was we, we were going to do an episode uh, of this very podcast about it, but I couldn't find anyone else who had watched it because mm-hmm. of the fears about the subject matter, which ended up not being. 100% founded, and that would be the Underground Railroad, uh, Barry Jenkins' masterpiece for Amazon Prime. Um, it is a, how do I best explain it? It is a story about one woman's journey uh, to freedom from slavery in a um, almost surreal representation of the, the Underground Railroad. Interesting. What's What would you say is what leads you to say that it's almost surreal? Like what, give me an example. Uh, mainly that there's a literal railroad. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just a little, so it's that a lot, that's some magical realism. These stations are, are actual stations and uh, you know, mm-hmm. it meets people along the way who have a, a more, um, more in touch with the sort of spiritual legacy of what it means to, what it meant to be uh, a part of the Underground Railroad at the time. So there's, wow. on one layer, there's your, what you would expect from a escape from slavery, going to different places, uh, drama. But then there's this other layer of the magic of the, the railroad and, and the places it could take you. Highly wow. recommend it, highly yeah. recommend it. Where, where is this? Uh, Amazon Prime. I mean, okay, you, yeah, um, beautifully shot. Um, a, another another one of those. Every episode feels like a mini movie. Um, yeah, one thing about Barry Jenkins, he knows how to make black people look amazing on screen, and he did he did his thing on this. Um, I saw it in the early part of the year. I haven't revisited it in a while, but I I mean I I think. Top five is a good good place for it. It was one of the greatest, great one of the best things I've seen this year. I, I'd give that a full. That's a five. I want to see that. All right. And that brings us to our final three, of which I have seen zero of them. So oh, no, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Number three, only murders in the building on Hulu. Have you seen it? I just finished it a few days ago. Okay, yeah. well, now's your chance to wax uh, wax poetic on Only Murders in the Building. Only Murders in the Building is, uh, it, the, the, the font for the series is the New Yorker font, and it's so perfect. Like, it's like this kind of bougie, uh, like, murder mystery comedy um, mm-hmm. with Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And which is like, you know, Steve Martin and Martin Short, of course, and <laughs> Selena Gomez. It's, like right. the it's most like, unlikely. One of those things is not like the other. <laughs> right, right. But they bring out, she brings out something in them that that they couldn't have done, you know, just in a two-hander. The cast is, is great. It's very funny. Um, the murder is really well done. I would like, for some reason... I would compare like I was watching this at the same time Hawkeye was going on, right? And I was just like, "This is how you write a mystery." Um, but but like there 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 are really it's about three people addicted to true crime podcasts, mm-hmm. and there's a 
there's a death in their building that they're convinced must be a murder because in you know in part because they're addicted to the same true crime podcast but uh it's kind of like a commentary on serial and how everyone got into that and uh um but it's you know it's got classic martin short steve martin kind of uh repartee and yeah i highly recommend it it's so pleasant and it's just very funny um it's very light um and enjoyable by the end of it you're like yeah that I'm down. I'm down for whatever. If they do another season of this, I'm I'm in. So like you're you're right there for only manslaughters in the building. <laughs> um, like, next exactly. next season, gotcha. Well, based on that, I'm gonna give that a five. Uh, how many episodes is it? Uh, ooh, it's probably ten. Okay, so it's yeah. the full it's the full uh, streaming special. Yeah, it's um, a full it's a full on it's an old an old model streaming season. Yes. Not not quite a one day binge unless you're really committed to it. Yeah, only let's see. Only wrongful deaths in the tenement. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Got, and the, even just the the side cast too is like Amy Ryan and Tina Fey and like there's just uh, Nathan Lane. Like it's just it's oh, just wow, great yeah. great cast. Yeah. So they just really like just grab people off the street in New York and they were like, hey, would you like? To- <laughs> I really do think it was like Steve Martin asking all of his friends to be because Tina Fey and Steve Martin are boys, yeah. you know, at this point. So like, yeah, I just feel like it was it was pretty much all the way around. It's like, hey, you want to be in our thing that we're making? Uh, come on down. You live across the street. Just come on over. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have we'll have a, a, a bagel afterwards. It'll, yeah, it'll be exactly. Right um, well, number two is another one that I've heard amazing things about, and I feel awful for not having seen it. And that is Reservation Dogs um, yeah. on FX on Hulu, um, created by Taika Waititi, um, following four Native American teens in rural Oklahoma. Have you seen this? I have not. And this is a full on five. I will definitely see this. I just haven't sat down to to commit the time. Yeah, I, I too. I too. I didn't know what to expect. And then by the time everyone was raving about it, I was like, oh, no, I'm late again. I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not part of the zeitgeist. Ah, oh. right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go ahead and give that a five as well. And that brings us to the number one. Which puts me in an odd spot because it is an apple tv plus show oh okay and uh still haven't got apple tv plus and i you know it's not the show that you think it is because this is another apple tv plus show that didn't make its way onto this list but everybody talks about it it is not not that one it's not that one it is not ted lasso oh it is in fact for all mankind i knew it. which i have heard great things about this show but you know the aforementioned Apple TV Plus thing. You know. Yeah, um, I bet you. I mean, if this show, if this was on Hulu, I probably would have uh, fired up at, at at some point already. But uh, for those of you who are unaware, it is set in an alternate u- an alternate history universe, mm-hmm. if you will, <laughs> where where Russia beat us to the moon, and everything went crazy from there. <laughs> so. All right. I you know. I mean, uh, apparently it's well acted, well shot, all the all the good things. And uh, Seven Wall says it's number one. So I'm a little dubious. I'm not giving it the five. I'll give it. I'll give it more of a four. You know, 
four subject to me actually still getting Apple TV plus. I will agree there. Yeah. I it's based on what I heard people say about it. It does sound incredible. Um, and I just don't have Apple TV plus that's just, you know, Apple TV plus, if you're listening, I would love a subscription. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you, if, if, if I were to somehow magically get an Apple TV plus subscription, I would come back around and say, you know, uh, for all mankind, I, I decided to give it a, give it a watch. Greatest show ever. Yeah. Yeah. But, but for now, for now, I might be checking out Dave. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, that's our list. That's our 21, 21 of okay. 21. Okay. Um, are there any shows off, you know, off the top of your head or any shows that you know for a fact are coming up in 2022 that you're, you're interested in? Oh, you know, honestly, no, I don't know anything that's coming up because I don't know the Marvel slate either. I'm not oh. sure exactly when anything is coming out, so I can't speak to that. Um, I will say there are a couple shows that I'm, I guess I'm not surprised they didn't make the list, but uh, two shows in 2021 that I saw that I, that I really enjoyed um, and they couldn't be more different. And one of them is on HBO Max and it's called Love Life. Okay. Um, there are two seasons of it. Both of them, I believe, well, HBO Max is new to the, you know, since the pandemic. The first season um, it stars Anna Kendrick and it's just kind of like, I don't know, 10 episodes or so of her love life. And it spans years until hmm. she, you know, basically until she gets to a point. I don't even, honestly, couldn't tell you that she necessarily ends up happily ever after with a person or if she just ends up happy with herself. Either way. It, there's a maturation then you get to watch that and then the second season is um uh the dude who plays cheaty on uh on um the good place whose name i can't remember now off the top of my head oh but, i know who you're talking about but i don't remember his name either who's also on that underground railroad show um yes yeah but uh it, the second season is about him and his love life and it starts in like 2016 and it ends in I want to say 2022 or something like that, mm -hmm. but like there's like a whole couple episodes that are in the pandemic that mm. were, you know, like they're shot. It's like the, the, you know, he's finally getting his love life together. He's like 2020 is going to be my year. And then like March, 2020, like uh, it's just, you know, it's like him, yeah. like in his house. Um, so that's William so, Jackson Harper is just William so Jackson Harper. I, yeah. I got to learn that name because he is, tremendous he's so good um so i would highly recommend love life i think especially if you like kind of like light romantic comedy things it's it's very good um and then and it's it's, it's set kind of in the same new york that like master of none is set in that's kind of what i tell people like it's in that new york like it's it's a very kind of like saccharine version of new york um and then the other one is midnight mass um oh yeah i i still know yeah i didn't get it get a chance to to watch that one it's um, so good i i am not a horror guy by any stretch um mm -hmm. and this is very much a horror show but it's it's like a it's a meditation on religiosity and religious fanaticism and um you know r religion in lieu of being a good person mm -hmm. basically like and and all through the um prism of this horror story that i won't even like begin to give away like i won't give any of that away mm -hmm. it's so very good and um hamish linkladder who 
I think is I've always loved him in in stuff as like a character actor. He's kind of the like the lead, one of the leads in this, and I, I'll never look at him the same way. He's such a great actor. Um, like he he is like truly the only person I think that could have played this role this way. And uh, yeah, highly 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 recommend that show. And it's that one's quick. That one's like seven or eight episodes, if I'm not mistaken. And if not, it felt it felt quick. It's a pretty quick show, though, if I'm not mistaken. So I looked up a list of shows that were that we are to be expecting in 2022. Yeah, that we might want to talk about on this series. Um, obviously, there's the Disney Plus shows. There's, of course, the uh, HBO Max Peacemaker television show, which will come out in mid January. Okay. There is a uh, there's the Pam and Tommy. A series on Hulu, which your mileage may vary as to how important Pam, Pamela Anderson, and Tommy Lee uh, would be. There is. I'm sorry. Ed, Can I just say that when you said the Pam and Tommy show, I was like, they made a Martin spinoff? <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, what? That is hilarious. Um, Atlanta, you might, you might ever heard of it. That is coming back. That's right. March. Yes. March, circle it on your calendar. 24. Four years after it went off the air. Yep, and they're all movie stars now. Yes, they yeah. are. Um, yeah, so that's that's coming in March. Uh, a little 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 show that you might know called uh, Lord of the Rings mm, is I happening in September. The most expensive um, series of all time. Right, cost a billion dollars. Um, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a crown head, but apparently that's coming back. The final season, if I'm not mistaken, of The Crown. Yeah, they're starting to get to the present day when when, yeah. they, get, when they get sued. <laughs> I would I would love like a future season, like Queen Elizabeth, like a floating head, just like a robotic machine. There is an A League of Their Own series coming. Oh, right. Yeah. With uh, Darcy Carden from, uh, from The Good Place and... Nick Offerman. Yes. Yeah. Saul's back. Ah, yeah. Oh, 2022 is going to be money. I'm not watching any of those shows I said I was going to watch. There is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget Game of Thrones is back. Uh, Ever heard of it? <laughs> is it House of the Dragon? Will it have Cisco? Is the question. If it doesn't have Cisco, I'm not watching. I'm not watching. <laughs> As soon as you said House of the Dragon, I heard the dragon, the dragon, the dragon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and, the, and there will also be allegedly a Halo, a Halo series. I got um, a trailer at least, right? Like that thing sounds like it's happening. I've never played a game of Halo, so I have no idea whether I should be hyped about this or not. I feel like it's 20 years late, but you know whatever somebody still wants it and you know i i would be remiss if i didn't mention we already talked about the the marvel shows like ms marvel she hulk and moon knight mm -hmm. uh there's also an obi-wan kenobi for the star wars heads sure 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 so uh you know 2022 there's there's some things there are some things and we will be covering it in the coming year on goodbye to all that but i technically it hasn't happened yet Shout out to Tenet. 
So we can't say goodbye to all that, <laughs> but we can say goodbye to all of you in 2021, but hopefully you'll rejoin us in 2022 as we say goodbye and say hello and any other dot, uh, Lionel Richie lyrics that you might know. <laughs> <laughs> All night long. All night long, exactly. <laughs> so until next time, this has been your pop break. <laughs>